The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me is Matt Keogh. I'm Coach Larry. Matt, how we doing? Tired, bro. I was going to say, you look run down a little uh, lifeguard certification classes today. Yeah, dude. Swimming, swimming. I forgot how intense swimming can be. Listen, I feel your pain. I've been doing those research classes now. Let's see. I was uh, 20, I think. 20? Yeah, when we got it at Canisius. I was about 1920, and I'm a former one. Now, so you're looking at like 21, 22 years that I've had to do those research classes, and you've got to do them. It used to be, back in the good old days, it used to be you had every three years. Oh, your life lifeguarding? Your lifeguarding was good for three years. Your CPR and AED and all that stuff was still two, yeah. but your lifeguarding was three. So it was a little nicer, but then they made it every two, and, man, I dread those days like even after getting the i dread it so much after i get the research i'm already like man you know it, it's two years and i got to do this again like i'm already dreading it the next day after getting yeah. the research it's so because you think about it you're just like oh i gotta go in the pool and do this and then you get in the pool like to practice beforehand you're just like oof and afterwards your body is just shot my thing, and I get why it, it's great that they make you do that. They're, they make you re, um, redo all the life-saving skills, make you research, um, you know, how do you, if it's an active drowning victim, a passive drowning victim, above the surface, below the surface, stuff like that. I, it, it's absolutely great that you, and I feel every lifeguard needs to do that. Right. The thing that kills me, why do they make you do the 300-yard swim? At the beginning. Yeah. Like. Because it gasses you out. Exactly. Like, I have never. And I've had to go. I've had to jump in only a handful of times. I'd say two or three two or three times where I've had to, to jump into a pool, pull a kid out, get him to the side. It's no big deal. Like, they've. Uh, every time they've been above the water, if they did go under, it was for, like, two seconds. So, right. it was, like, nothing, you know, doing CPR or anything like that. But. Never did I see, and either of those times did I see a victim. Hold on, hold on. I've got to swim three hundred yards first, and then I'm going to come get you. Wait a minute. Oh, that, hold on. I got two more laps. Right. Just stay, Jay. Stay put. Keep above water. I'll be back in like in in fifty more yards. Like, if you want to do that to test the swimming and stuff, do yeah. it at the end. Like, shouldn't right. that be the last day? Or Fine. If you want to do it every day, that's cool. But do your do your rescues first. Do your stride jumps. Your this jumps, and then all right, here you go. We're done with all our rescues. Let's do three hundred yard swim. You're going to be doing this again tomorrow after all the stuff too, and the next day. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible. It seems well because I had to do that, and then the brick test, and then I had to do the treading water. The it's, brick test is another one that I don't like. Oh, the brick test is easy. I don't like. I really don't like it. For me, it's just the fact that I'm not a big fan of opening my eyes underwater. Oh, uh, and like, so, uh, yeah. 
Um, Other than that, it's very easy. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. It's um, you just got to get it, put it on your chest, and then like swim out the rest of the side. Yeah, you just have to swim back, and you know, just shoot backwards. Yeah, and, like you get it, you push off with your feet. Now the one place, and I don't know because this is this was my last research, so this would have been two years ago. I'm due. I've got mine coming up first uh, and second of September. Um, but my last research, you had to do the bricks, so you had to swim out about thirty yards or whatever to where the the shallow end turned into the deep end. Yep, no big deal. You go down, get the brick. You had to put it on your chest. You had to swim backwards with the brick, holding the brick on your chest. So about it was about thirty yards backwards. You had to do all of that though. It was timed. Yeah, you had to do 40. all of that in. Um, I think it was. Was it a minute twenty? Minute what, forty. Minute forty. Um, you had to do all that. That was the first time I've ever had it timed. Really, I've never had it timed before. So I don't know if that's a new thing. I think I will because the Red Cross they always redo. They always revamp stuff. Yeah, I did it minute forty one seconds. Forty one seconds. Yeah. Now, what did you like? I know for. I usually do. I'll try to do on my three hundred yard swim. I'll try to start off with the front crawl, the freestyle, and then afterwards, I'm like, all right, let me just go to butterfly or not butterfly. Sorry, no way. The breast breaststroke. Let me go to breaststroke. (laughs) (laughs) One one year, I I pled ignorance or whatever, and I did the first like fifty or seventy five meters in backstroke. You're not supposed to go on your back. Right? I know. And I in the back of my mind, I knew that. And um, I just, the instructor caught me. About, I think I was like three or four laps in, and the instructor caught me. And he was, she was like, you know, Larry, you got to do it, you know, brush. I'm like, oh, I, sorry, I, I didn't know. Bull, bull. And at, at first, I'm like, okay, I got caught. She's going to make me do the laps again. She's like, all right, fine, the rest of the way out, just do it breaststroke or front stroke, or you can do it side stroke, I believe, too. No, you're not allowed to go on your side or your back. I thought there were certain situations you could do side because you're still looking forward. You can still look at the victim. Yeah, I guess, but the, my guy is really cool. Like, he was pretty chill about it. And also, it's like you're supposed to do it continuously. Like you're not supposed to stop for your 300. Like you're you're supposed to keep going down and back. Oh, true. Like you're not supposed to like wait and like catch your breath. Like you got to keep going. That's why. But like, dude, if I could do it on backstroke, I can do backstroke for days. But like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did breaststroke, and then I heard that it was the last lap because I was actually really content. And then I heard that it was the breast, uh, the last lap, so I did freestyle because I had so much gas left in the tank. <laughs> and I I hauled it on that last one. Um, but I was very content because it's not timed. I was like, screw it. I'll be the last one doing this. I don't care. Yeah, the swim is never timed. See, I'm the opposite. I, I'm, I don't want to be that last person. Like, especially there's been times where it's been like me and maybe, I don't know, three or four other people in the class. And it's... I don't know. I just I'll go out like a bat out of hell, especially in the first couple laps. And I'm like, I get so gassed just because I don't want like, all right, I got to at least beat that guy. I got it. I can't I can't be last. I'm not shooting for first on the 300 yard swim. And like you said, it's total crap because there is no time limit. Right. I mean, I'm sure if it takes you like if you're in hour number two or three of doing it, they'll probably say, listen, this this ain't for you. Right. 
But um, we had this one person who failed. Not this my class, but a previous class of mine, or not mine, but that was held at my school, and the guy failed because he couldn't go underwater. He couldn't, or like wouldn't. Wouldn't. How are you going to be a lifeguard and not go underwater? Yeah, so. (laughs) Like, guys, I'm going to be a lifeguard. I'm going to cover, see everything on the water, everything from the water and above. I got you. If you go under, though, you're you're dead. (laughs) No, he he just refused to go underwater. (laughs) Listen, good for the instructor. I could see the instructor, the instructor should have and and did fail him. Yeah, it's just like... If you can't go underwater, bro, you can't really do this. Now, I'm not going to lie. This Back in the olden days, there were stories. In fact, one of my buddies would tell me um, that, like, the research classes were, like, not only a joke, but for—he's an older teacher, and I'm not ratting anybody out. I'm not saying names, but an older uh, phys ed teacher where he didn't—he did research— yeah. But his research pretty much entailed, like he was telling me, one of his research entailed him talking to the trainer for like 20, 30 minutes about the Bills, maybe another 10 minutes about the Sabres. The guy looking at him, you know what you're doing, right? He responds, yep, been doing this for a long time. Okay, you pass. Give me the 20, 30 bucks, whatever it is for the research, you pass. And... I wish. Those were the glory days. The glory days of back when, like, they just... Apparently, I miss the glory days because I've never had a research like that. Go like that. Well, I, I think it all... I mean, again, it's not like I'm saying that, like, I'm, this is a thing anymore, but, like, I think it's all based on your instructor, too. It is based on the instructor, Um, but it's... You know what, though? I, I'm glad, in a way, that it's not like the olden days because, I mean, of course, everybody takes... Like, when I took it, um, to actually get the cert um, back in 2000, I think. You, I mean, it was a it was a strenuous process. Like it was, we had to go every weekend, Friday and Saturday, or Saturday Sunday, and it was uh, every weekend. I think for six weeks. So you're talking 12 classes where you had to do you had to do the the back then it was a 400 yard swim. You had to swim. That was the warm up, quote unquote warm up. Then we'd go over shallow uh, shallow water stuff, deep water stuff, backboarding in deep water, backboarding in shallow water and all. And it was great. We did rescues. Um, and then at the, the very last day, um, we had our test. So you had to do – they'd give you a scenario. Um, and I felt bad for the kid that was actually like the quote-unquote victim. They had – it was a – it was a die. Uh, they, they made a real person. Oh yeah, we had real victims. Like it was, um, it was uh, the instructor. I f- I forget the the lady's um, name, but our instructor she was a swimming and diving coach. So she had um, one of her one or two of her uh, divers um, would come in, or swimmers would come in, and they'd be the victim. So for shallow end victim. The scenario was, you know, you see a shallow, you see a person dive in the shallow end. So there was like 10, 12 people in our class. So every, uh, before every incident, this girl would dive into the shallow end. Now, obviously she knew what she was doing. She's not going straight down. I think it was like three or four feet deep, but still I'm like, man, if like, is this safe? Like if she just messes up once, 
we're going to have to do a real rescue here and not like a fake one. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, and then after every scenario, you know, they'll critique you. All right, you did this, 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 right? You Next time, try this instead of this or do this in the order of that. You pass, you move on. There was like, I think, five or six different scenarios we had to do. Um, and it was awesome. And all the research that I've had, they revisit. They don't, it's not as intense. I think it's only, like yours is what, two days, three days? Yeah. Um, ours, you, you usually wrap it up in one day. But it's like, I don't know, a four-hour day, five-hour day, six-hour day, whatever it is. It's a long day. But um, you go through in depth each one. All right, this is what you do. Remember, this is what you do for deep end, submerge. This is what you do for shallow end, submerge. And you practice it over and over and over. Um, And so it's something that you need because, God forbid, knock on wood, you know, I've never had that scenario where I had to backboard anybody. I've never had that scenario where I had to, you know, get out the AED paddles and all that stuff. But right, but it's always it's always I'd, out there. Yeah, I'd like to know that if it did happen, I'm ready. Right. Yeah, it's just you know, yeah, dude. Just being in the pool though, time flies. So like we were in there from like nine until like noon, and it didn't feel like three hours. And then all of a sudden you're just like, and then you walk around, you're like. I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Tired and wet and hungry. Yep. So lifeguard Matt over there lounging today. I'm I'm not going to lie. September 1st, 2nd. I'm already already dreading it. Yeah, you have fun with that. No, so AED. No, not AED. Yeah. AED and um, first aid, you have to get reserted every every year now. And CPR. Well, it's it's if you want to keep your lifeguarding research. So the the CPR first aid AED that's all a two year recert. But if you want to if you want like if you want to do it with your lifeguarding, if you want to keep your lifeguarding recert, you have to get those every year. So yeah, so even though I got uh, my lifeguarding is up this year, technically my CPR AED first aid I have another year on it, but I have to do that recert because if I don't my lifeguarding certification is going to be invalid. Okay, yeah. I get it. Now. But if you're if you're not lifeguarding, if you're just coaching, right, you just have to redo those every two years. Okay, okay. But for us, we kind of need to do it. Yes, especially if I mean, as a young phys ed teacher, especially if you end up in a district where you're in a district with a pool, whether it's middle school, elementary, high school, where you're, yeah, you they'll. You, you have to, <laughs> or you won't be there long. No, not at all. No, so I don't mind. Yeah, and it's good. It's one of those things. I feel like it's one of those uh, rite of passage as a phys ed teacher. When you get your lifeguarding, your lifeguarding done, you're like, all right, finally, I made it. Well, yeah, and then it's just like, you know, and then you go to, like, get-togethers and stuff with people that aren't, and they're like, we're at a pool, and people are like, yeah, too bad we don't have a lifeguard. And you're just like, technically, I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> well, I, well, that's where you have the choice. You're like, do I tell people I'm a lifeguard, or do I just lay under the radar? Like, it's like, but I technically don't need to help you because I'm not working. <laughs> if I choose to, then I have to. But if I don't choose to, don't need to. That's right. I'm I'm off the clock. 
As long as I'm not wearing a hoodie that says guard on it. <laughs> Listen up, Park Camp. If you need a if you need a lifeguard next summer, don't call me. Ye- yes, I will not be available. Hopefully, I'll be back in Italy. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was that was almost like a coming in hot, but um, I'm coming in hot, Matt. I thought that was a coming in hot. That's like a coming in hot, but I'm coming in even hotter on this one. Well, first of all, it's it's the first week of uh, fall sports. So we started yesterday. Today was our second day of practice. Um, Kenmore, a little shout out to uh, Kenmore East girls uh, soccer soccer team. Um, we've had uh, just completed day two of tryouts earlier today. Varsity, varsity. Well, we we run varsity and JV all together for tryouts. Yeah, but are you doing varsity? I am. I'm back doing varsity. Okay. Um, Jamie is due October third. I believe for her uh, second child, she's having a little girl. Um, so she, I got the lucky, lucky, lucky break where I will be back with her again. So it'll be Jamie and I doing varsity, and a uh, you'll know this guy, Dan Norton. Dan is coming up, stepping up, and taking JV. Oh, really? Um, Megan was unable to come back for JV. Did a great job last year, last two years. Last last year, just last yeah, year, just but, one year, and then she did modified before that. But she's not coaching this fall. Um, smart, smart. But um, she did a great job. And no, Dan uh, saw the opening, came in and took it. He moved from volleyball over to soccer, so it's been fun. I feel like Dan's a glutton for punishment. I'll be with him now for three sports this year. I'll be with him for soccer. I'll be with him for indoor track and outdoor track. So he's a glutton for punishment. He's a glutton for punishment. Um, so so I am lucky enough again to uh, be Jamie's assistant until she goes on um, on uh, leave maternity leave. I couldn't think of the name for a second there. I'm turning to leave and then I'll take over as head coach while she's gone for the last half of the season. Didn't she just have a child? She had uh, Dom, her little boy, Dom, who will be turning a year um, in the first week of October, October 11th. 10th, and 12th. her next one's due in October. And her next one's due October third. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's exciting, and um, so we had our first two days of uh, tryouts, and I love the early days of tryouts. I really do. You get to see like this year we have I think we had thirty five, thirty six. It's a good turnout. Um, for varsity and JV, so we've it's already you know we've talked over the phone, talked over text, talked after practices, before practices. Here's my list of a roster. Here's your list of a roster. What are you thinking? Dan, you know, chime in. Well, I'm thinking this, this, this for JV. Well, we're thinking instead of this for JV, this for varsity. Right. So we'll more than likely make our uh, at least first final cuts. We're starting tomorrow or after tomorrow. So starting Thursday, we'll be telling, all right, you, you 10, 11, 12, 13, you guys are going to start spreading up and going out to Green Acres with Coach Norton, with Dan. Right now, maybe we'll keep twenty twenty five, but obviously we're not keeping all of you on varsity. We might, you know, we're going to give you Thursday or Friday. By Friday, we might send a few more of you over to Green Acres. So it's an exciting time. Um, but it's, we talked about this a little bit, or I talked about this a little bit last week, but I hate making cuts. Like, I hate making cuts. It's gr- It's at least better that this time... I'm only making cuts where I'm sending them from varsity to JV, so they'll at least 
right. still be playing. Right. There were times where I've been on teams where I've had to make modified cuts because we had 25, 30, 35 kids come out for modified soccer. I've kept teams of 24, and it drove me nuts. And it usually wasn't the kids. It was the parents right. that drove me nuts. Um, so I tried to limit – after a while, I limited those teams to 18, 19, a full roster. But you never want to make that, like, it, you know, come here. Can you talk to me for about five minutes after practice? Can you see me over here? Because you never want to do it in front of everybody. It's not like back in the 70s and 80s where you can say, all right, you're good, you're good, you're cut, you're good, you're good in front of everybody. Right. Um, which, understandably, because that would be awful. But uh, it's never – I remember the worst – the single worst cut that, like, made me feel like a complete jerk. It was the last day of modified practice. We had um, – before – last day of cuts. So we had uh, – I had – 32 come out for the team. I talked myself into taking only 20. Like, I, I, that was it. It was the season before. I took too many. It was a nightmare. I, I wanted to take 18, but there were a few that I kept extra, so it was 20. Literally, we were doing one, we were doing one last drill, and then I was going to, you know, start moving some kids around, start having those those quiet conversations. And I had one... One athlete come up to me. He came to practice, didn't, the first three days, didn't have, just didn't have cleats, you know, had the shin guards. Great kid, great work ethic. Did everything during trials, but just didn't have the talent. Yeah. Just He was a seventh grader, just didn't have the talent. And he comes up to me before the last drill. Coach, um, grandma's buying me, grandma's going to buy me cleats this weekend what cleats do you think I should get and how expensive? And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm already like, this kid's cut. And I just, I, 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 the only thing that I could say is, well, Billy, let's, um, let's, uh, still grandma to put that critical. Let's away. talk about this after practice. And then that's when I, you know, after practice, you have to pull some kids aside and, and just, you know, grandma doesn't need to buy you those cleats. And ever like I'm as I'm telling this kid, I didn't say that, but as I'm telling this kid, I'm like I'm like, you're a jerk. Like, I know it's part of the game. I you're just a jerk. Like, I felt like I felt like this big. Like I felt like such an idiot. Not even an, I just I just felt horrible. But you know what though, to this kid's credit, he he didn't make the team his his seventh grade year, but to this kid's credit though, his eighth grade year he came back and he made the team. Came back. Grandma obviously bought him cleats because he came in with cleats. And just, you know what? He he came in, he busted his butt, and he he made the cut as one of the last one or two kids on there. And he ended up working his tail off where, you know, I would I gave him some playing time. He probably averaged only five, ten minutes a game on games that we had a very good team that year, so there were games that we were winning by four or five goals. So, you know, he'd get 20, 25, 30 minutes a game on those games. And again, just was awesome to yeah. see that it do that. The hard work paid off. Can't you, like, you know, put it on, like, your team webpage or something from the school, just like a list, rather than you having to tell people? Of? Of, like, the roster. I don't know if you can do that nowadays. Back in the day, you could. 
because then, but it's still almost you, like a. But you can't, you can't do that now. Why? Because like, because you, it's not singling anybody. It's not singling anybody out, but everybody knows who's trying. I mean, it, it, it's the same thing because everybody, if. If I was there for tryouts and all of a sudden I'm not there, everybody obviously knows no, see, that I didn't make it. Exactly, team. exactly. So why not just do it in a sheet form or like on a list that you just post online and they know to go look at it instead of you having to pull these conversations? You're not doing it in front of anybody else. You know? No, but then there's still, as a coach, you'll get into that where the kid could come in the next day mad. Like, why? You know, it, it, this way... It's tough to do. It stinks to do. I hate doing it. But this way, it is the better way. That way, you can at least address all your concerns. There have been some times where I've had to do it, you know, in front of mom or dad. And I'd say nine out of ten times, mom or dad understand. um, And they get it. There are the occasional where you, you know, you just, mom or dad, go away. There have been the occasional. I mean, I've been coaching way too long where there have been the occasional where the next day or two days later I get a call from um, an administrator, you know, okay, I just want to hear your side of the story. Mom or dad's pretty upset why you cut this person. But as a veteran coach, you know, well, it was to the point where they did this, this, this. They just weren't at that level. As I explained to mom or dad, we had 25 kids. I can only take 20. I was all my other 20 kids were at this level this certain individual was only 23rd or 24th. You know, you never want to tell them, hey, they were dead last. Right. But, you know, they they were close. You know, hopefully another year of trying out, hopefully another year of practice. You give them, and that's why you always have to give them a few little, you know, if you work on your foot speed, if you work on your trapping, if you work on your shooting, if you work on your endurance, they're usually good with that. And, again, mom or dad usually understand. It's It's something as a coach you have to do, but the same time you don't want to do it fair now that all being said here's what i'm really coming in hot on as so as, as an athlete I'm so confused as an athlete this is like three coming in hots but whatever as an athlete if you're playing whether it's pro sports or even high school sports how would you feel if i don't know halfway during during tryouts so you're like week two or week three in the practice in the try, not even necessarily tryouts, but in the in the training camp, and all of a sudden, your let's just say your for instance, let's say your starting quarterback just says, "All right, guys, uh, you know, personal reasons, I'm uh, I'm taking a step away from the game for a little bit," and these quote unquote personal reasons were you know a trip down to the Bahamas or some spa that you could never afford with your superstar or supermodel wife and their kids. Um, how would that make you feel? Now, I, 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 not that I'm describing any particular individual. No, it sounds like something that happened to me in high school. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I mean, it's just if I was another person on the team and I witnessed that, that would give off the sense that there's some sort of special treatment or like a more an individuality on the team rather than like a team. Yeah, but like just, eh, I'm out. Right. And listen, that's just, it's, you're not the player who does it. Isn't thinking about the team at all. He's thinking about himself and he probably carries himself at a higher pedestal than everybody else that he's working with. Um, And then the team will perceive, say that person is in a captaincy role 
um, they'll see this person. They're like, oh, they're like supposed to be a captain of mine. And, yet- and not only a captain, but the face of the franchise. Yeah, you know, it's just like, okay, so he can get away with it. None of us can. And he kind of really cares more about his personal stuff than this team. And this, you know, who did retire, came back from retirement. But I'm back. But you know what? Well, I need a I need a break. Think, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step away, and then don't worry, I'll come back again. I think the mind. So is that technically coming back from retirement twice? Well, no, because it was like a vacation. It's just, it's egotistical. It's downright selfish and stupid. I, you are getting paid. Beyond millions of dollars. You are getting paid multiple millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. Um, he brought them a Super Bowl, though. Brought them a Super Bowl, but so what? Everybody else on that team brought them a Super Bowl, too. His, If his receivers didn't catch passes, if his linemen didn't block, if his defense didn't stop make plays, he wasn't the only reason they got a Super Bowl. He needed his buddy to come out of retirement to help get him another Super Bowl. Dad, well, he's not there anymore. He's not there anymore. So, again, uh, he's crying. I got nobody to throw the ball to. My friend won't come back. I'm sorry. That's just That's beyond stupid. selfish. That's just beyond selfish. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a... Uh... So, I'm just saying, I'm glad, as a Bills fan, we don't have a quarterback who just randomly through training camp, like, eh, you know, guys, I'm going to take 10 days off. Uh, don't worry, though. It, it was planned beforehand, so that should make it feel better for everybody. It sounds like something Antonio Brown would have done. It sounds like something Tom Brady would do. Oh, oops. Did I say that? How about, how about the Bills trading Cody Ford? I like it. Yeah? I mean... Just for a draft pick. It was a fifth-round pick, but let's be honest... Was he going to make the team? And if he did, I don't think he's starting. Well, here's the thing. He was getting better. He was having a pretty decent camp this year. He was, and here's the thing. Is like, uh, this is probably the first time in a long time that the Bills' cuts will be like first start, like first-round starters for other teams. Oh, for sure. Which is— Well, look at their—just look at their—when um, they did the first round of cuts to get down to to 84. Um Two out of the two or two or three out of the first five guys that they cut are like got signed up within like hours, yeah, of them being cut by the Bills. It's crazy, yeah, that like people now want players on our team, yeah. Really... Look at it. What was it? Uh, Wild Goose from last year got cut and all of a sudden is a starting quarterback, starting cornerback for the Jets, yeah. Well, yeah, it's the Jets, it's the Jets, but still, J E T S. Remember, though, when we were that team that were waiting for the Patriots to make their cuts, waiting for the Packers to make their cuts, waiting for yeah, the— Yeah, but those, team, those players didn't even want to come to us. They didn't, but we were still like, oh, dude, uh, look, they're going to cut uh, Richard Seymour. They're going to cut— uh, They're going to cut Drew Bledsoe. Let's go get him. 
Did they cut him or did we trade for him? We traded for him, didn't we? I don't think so. I think we traded for him. No, I think he... Well, yeah, that was a draft day deal. That was a draft day trade. I think we gave up a first rounder for him. For Drew Bledsoe? I believe so. Look it up. I believe so. I don't know about that. I think I'm right. Look it up. Drew Bledsoe. I believe it was... I don't know if it was a first round draft pick, but I believe we gave we gave compensation. It was a, it was a trade. Because that was the year... After Brady won his first Super Bowl, oh, yeah, you yeah. Right. What was the what was the compensation? Uh, traded exchange for f- the first round draft choice. Okay, so it was a first round pick. Eh, the old man hasn't lost it yet. But yeah, and you know what though? Hey, it, if they would have had a defense, Brady or oh, Bledsoe's first year here, we would have definitely made the playoffs. I mean, we Bledsoe lit it up his first year. Our offense was. I don't know if we were top five, but I believe we were top ten offense that year. Bledsoe's first year, but our defense was just horrendous. And then the following year, the defense came on. I mean, the defense got better. We were a top ten defense, but Bledsoe just was a shell of his former self. Yeah, he he got old really fast. Yep. Yeah, he. Uh, I guess yeah, he only did have one good year with us. Yeah, it was his first year, but our defense was just so awful. Who did, really and then mean. who did we replace after him? I believe, was it JP? No, uh, there was somebody in between. Or maybe it was. Maybe that draft, because we, we obviously gave up the next draft. We didn't have a first rounder, so we couldn't go him. Uh, and I think it was the following draft. We drafted Lee Evans and JP Lossman, I believe. Oh, yeah. I remember that. There's been so many quarterbacks, though, throughout the year. That was Ben Roethlisberger's year, the draft choice. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we were... In 2003? Pittsburgh drafted Roethlisberger, I think, one or two picks before Buffalo. Because um, I remember that draft thinking that this kid was going to fall to us, that Roethlisberger was going to fall to us. He didn't... Um, we picked, and then I believe we picked Lee Evans. I'm glad he didn't draw to us. And then we, uh, and then we traded up and got JP. Ben, I think 22nd, 23rd overall. Ben, ben Rieblisberger. Hey, he got them two Super Bowls. I don't care. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? That guy's so scummy. Yeah, and you know, there's never been any quarterback like that, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson. But um, hey, he's still going to court. Okay. <laughs> To eleven game suspension, my mm. he should not be getting game suspensions. He should be kicked out of the league. Eleven game suspension. Are you kidding me? That's how do awful. you how are you suspending somebody? I'm and it's sounding like I'm arguing against, like I'm arguing for Deshaun Watson. I'm not. I'm arguing that it shouldn't even be a suspension. It should be a ban. Like get I, your ball, go it, home. I think you should be like kicked out. Period. Agreed. Like that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Agreed. But money, money, money. Money talks. It's so un- it's so unfortunate that it's happened. I agree. Um all I can say is I I don't know if he played their second preseason game, but I know he played their first and he looked terrible. I hope he hasn't played in a while. I hope when he comes back week twelve and shocker, week twelve, guess who his first opponent is that he'll come back. The Texans? The Houston Texans. I believe. You can look. I believe it's. No, I think it is. It's Cleveland versus Houston. Surprise, surprise. Um, I hope Houston just 
destroys the Browns. Like I hope, and and it it'll have to be a pretty hefty hope because Houston's going to be awful this year. I was going to say, who's their quarterback? Uh, Mills, I think, right now maybe. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, the Texans I, ain't going to be good for a long no, time. But I hope they play. They're like I hope they treat that as their Super Bowl and they just win. Are they home or away? That I'm not sure. If they're home, there's a better possibility. The Browns. I mean, the Browns ain't going to be good either. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And uh, surprise, surprise. Actually, this one was coincidental. Who do you think uh, uh, Baker's first opponent as the Panthers starting quarterback week one? Against the Browns, which I think is fantastic. Now that you could say because the ske- I mean the schedule was already made and then the trade happened. So, but Baker little, has a little little coincidental that Deshaun only got an eleven game suspension and Week Twelve he's playing against his old team. I was going to say it's Baker actually has a possibility though of beating the Browns. I think I think nice. opening game I think Carolina takes him. Oh, hundred percent. I think Carolina takes him. I mean, and and Cleveland's going to have a good defense, and Cleveland has legit weapons, but I don't have any faith in Jacoby Brissett. Oh, I forgot Jacoby Brissett. I have no faith in Jacoby Brissett. Isn't Geno Geno Smith is still playing too? Geno Smith right now is on the Seahawks. Is scheduled to be the Seahawks' opening day starter. That's so sad. He is right now um, their number one, which I think is hilarious. The Seahawks fell from grace. They're they're retooling. Um, they need to get rid of. They need to get rid of Pete Carroll. Yeah. Well, they'll retool. They'll do. Uh, they'll do their tank this year because apparently there's there's a couple quarterbacks that are supposed to be coming out. I heard there was no quarterbacks this coming draft. See, I thought this draft class was not going to be deep, deep, but it was going to be. Like two or three, maybe I don't know. But but for the past couple of years, the quarterbacks have not been like super super coveted. Well, you had Trevor Lawrence, what two years ago, who was, I think Jacksonville is going to ruin him. I feel sorry for that kid. Oh yeah, but he 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 was it. You know, yeah. you know, with like Josh Allen's draft class, you had him. Plus, like Lamar Jackson, saying like you had more people that were, like were looking. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence," and that, that, yeah. that's about it. And then after that, there was Tua. There was uh, uh, why can't I think of the Sandy? Oh, the Los Angeles Chargers quarterback, um, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, thank you. Uh, there was Herbert. There was Tua. There was somebody else in that draft class that I'm missing, but um, Tua and Herbert were from the same draft class. Yeah. I didn't know that. Tua Herbert and I can't think of who who else? Who else went there? Who went who went number 1 overall? Oh, that was Joe Burrows. Oh yeah. So it was Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Burrow, Tua, then Herbert. And thank goodness Miami was dumb enough to take Tua and not Herbert. Yeah. Um what if I pick Justin? What if I pick Joe Burrow again for fantasy? Good. I hope you do. Yeah. With the second overall pick. Yeah. I've got the first overall pick in the second round. Yeah. You're picking last again? I'm picking dead last. Again? What do you mean again? Did we pick last last year? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm going to the commission for that one. 
<laughs> I picked last and first. I remember because I got two picks. That's I'm going to the commission for that one. <laughs> you know full well it was completely randomized. He sent us a video. Randomized that I got the last pick again. Randomized. Yeah. Right. Oh, shut up. You won. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you should be complaining. I've got two drafts on the same day. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I've got that and the Park Camp alumni draft. I have to pick up my girlfriend from the airport, and then, like, we're going to go home. And I said, like, I don't care what you're, like, do, like, what our plans are. I have to do this draft. So I'm bringing my laptop and automatically hooking up to Skype. I was going to say, I think I'm going to Skype in or Zoom in or whatever or is, it is. No, not Skype. Oof, that was 2000 and late. Zoom. Yeah, I think I'll be zooming in as well because I'll probably end up doing both um, drafts remotely. Because um, I think one's like at one starts at at our starts at two. Yeah, then the other one starts at like three. So yeah, no, is it is it at Dan's house? No, it's not at Dan's house this year. It's because um, he's got the young one at home. He's got the new baby at home. That's right. Um, it is actually, it's to be determined. They're still trying to figure out where it's going to be. Hold it at Steve's. I don't know if he put, I, I don't know if he put the option of hosting, but, I um, say, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure he's playing. Yeah. Oh, he's still playing. Yeah. He's going to lose again. I think Steve's highest finish was maybe sixth, seventh. Dude, the kid sucks. I don't think he's ever made the playoffs. He's not the greatest at fantasy. <laughs> I'm not the greatest at fantasy either. Last year, I had first place with you and then um, second place in that league. The year before that, I won that league. Um, recent years, I've been I've been doing pretty great. That's, that's, not, that's not terrible. I mean, I, as long as I beat you this year and put you in your place, it'll <laughs> be a good year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then you have to put an asterisk against your win this previous year no yeah uh, i was the owner you were you were the general manager <laughs> you didn't do anything <laughs> every time you touched the team you heard it that's because i wanted to test your general manager skills and see if you could get out of the disaster that i put our team in stop <laughs> joe burrow got us out of the disasters we were put in oh because lamar jackson was a terrible pick Dude, that guy didn't anything didn't know he was hurt most of the year I'm not gonna lie. Andrews was a good pick, though. There's a oh, Andrews is solid. There's a couple players that I'm really hoping that slip to because we've got 12 man teams, so that slip slip to 12 or even like further, so that I can go 12, 13. I'll be honest. In fantasy, I'd love if I'm not drafting one, two, or three, like the top three. I'd rather draft like last, last yeah. or even 11th because if you're stuck in that middle, as like say a sixth or seventh pick, you're not getting any of the top guys because they're going to go one, two, three, four. Right. You're not getting like that that great player and then the next great player on the pick. You're getting like one great player, then you've got to wait, and then maybe if you're lucky, you're getting a good player. Where if you're at like that, that 12th pick or even that 11th pick, you're still getting numbers 12 and 13. Right. Like you're still getting two top 15 players in theory, unless you just all of a sudden decide to pick a kicker at number 12. Right. I, I'm really, I still don't know who I'm going to pick for my first pick. I don't know. <laughs> still uh, doing contract negotiations, talking to their agents, I guess. all that stuff. 
I guess I'm just I just have I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't. That's where you just you find the uh, the drafting apps and just click. Okay, it says all right. I've got the fifth pick. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Well, the good thing about having the second overall picked is like I basically, yeah, I'm not one, but I basically still have almost anyone to choose from. Are you gonna go Christian McCaffrey? No, I'm not stupid. He's still in drafts. He's going top three, top four, top five, Christian top two. Mc- Kish- Christian. Christian McCaffrey ain't going to do anything. He's so injury prone. He's another one, though, if you have, like, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th. Like, if you have, you could totally gamble. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've been running through the idea if, and I think it could happen, if McCaffrey and uh, uh, Barkley from the Giants both are available at 12 and 13, do I try to gamble and go both of them? Yeah. Because if you know the Giants are going to run, the Giants can't throw Daniel Jones. I don't even know if he's going to be the day one starter. They're already talking about Tyrod Taylor being the day one starter. Um, But if, if, they have no quarterback, and if he can stay healthy, if you have him and McCaffrey, who again go for it? If McCaffrey stays healthy, they'd be a big if for both of them. It it'd be something like you're either if you make those picks, and if it works out, you're like a genius. If you don't, you're like an idiot and just wasted your entry fee. So it's either going to there's going to be no middle ground. It's going to be go big or that's the it's the definition of go big or go home. I Boomer say bust. I say you go for it then. But we'll see. I still don't I don't think McCaffrey's going to be around at 12. No. Sadly, he won't be. I don't think either will be around at 12. No, sadly they won't be. I I'm not picking a running back <clears throat> first round. I don't know if I am either. It's all going to see how the board falls. I've got situations where I pick receivers first. I pick running backs first. I'm not picking a tight end. The only tight end I would pick first, and he's going to be gone, would be uh, Kelsey. I think would be the only first round tight end. I think but I might. I think he's going to be gone. It's either going to be wide receiver or quarterback for me. Um, yeah, I'm pick, I might be picking quarterback first. Fight really? Me. Fight me! I don't care. Yeah. Second round pick or second? Not second round pick. Second pick overall. Yeah. There were times where I thought maybe twelfth round. I was hoping, you know, their quarter. But I feel like too that's you can find the next Joe Burrow. You can find the next fill in the blank quarterback in the second, third round. Like on your, so you'll have the second pick and the what the twelfth at eleven, like second and twenty fourth, second and twenty third pick. I think you can find a quarterback at twenty third. Or even into the third round at what twenty five? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I have an idea, but I mean, there are guaranteed quarter. I mean, if you get a guaranteed good quarterback, that's you know you're looking at guys, um, like Burrow was pretty much a guaranteed thirty points, twenty five plus, which was crazy. Yeah, he was almost if not thirty, a guaranteed twenty five plus points. He never every got game. us under that though. Yeah, he, he always got us at least fifty. Um, it's gonna be. 
One, uh, that was that was a gut feeling though. That was a good feeling. That was a money feeling. I was just like Joe Burrow, just coming off of injury, he's gonna prove himself. Now, see, I'm I'm wondering if you're. My thought was that you're gonna go Chase in the second second overall pick because you know he's definitely not gonna be there on the rebound. Like I don't think Chase makes it out of the top That's four. That's true. Originally, originally I was thinking of doing Hill, but. I have the mindset that he's still getting thrown to by. I'm not. I'm not touching Hill. I think Hill is going to be the biggest. He's going to be the reason. Somebody's going to pick him in the top in the top ten for sure, and he's going to be the reason that people lose fantasy drafts because Tua is not. Tua ain't gonna throw getting, it to him. And if he does, he'll get his receptions, but he's not racking up the yards. He's not racking up the touchdowns. He's not racking up the points. Not as long as Tua is throwing him the ball. Right. I think. Hill's year this year, and until they get a quarterback in Miami, is gonna be just wasted. He is wasting the primes prime years. Now, whatever, he's still getting paid regardless. He's getting paid. He has a Super Bowl ring already, but his chances. And he's been running his mouth, and that's what I mean. He's gonna get he's gonna get popped because there is no chance that he's going back to the Super Bowl anytime soon. Not unless he forces another trade. No, he's going to get popped, though, by, like, playing the Bills twice in a year. In a year. Yep. Yeah. And there's a difference between when, all right, he he beat the Bills, you know, the last three out of four games. But there's a difference playing the Bills when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. And there's a difference playing the Bills when you have Tua Tungavailoa as your quarterback. True. They're, we're playing them. We play Miami week four. What was it? And then we don't play them again until we play them at Miami week four. No, sorry, at Miami week three. Um, and then we don't play them again until like until like tail week, end. yeah, like fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Yeah, maybe fifteen, sixteen. Um, so he's gonna just get smashed, and it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> that will be amazing day. Too bad Patrick Mahomes isn't there to cry, but you know. Speaking of games or whatever, as a fan, like just going to games, whether it's Bills games, Sabres games, um, and I went to the preseason game um, this past one against the Broncos. Uh, Vicky and I went. Oh, you went to that game? Yeah. And you know what? This was the first time I'd actually sat in the end zone. It was the day of. We didn't really want to go, but we went on um, Ticketmaster, bought tickets. How much? Um, For two seats, five rows up in the end zone um, that the Bills were scoring it in the second quarter. So the far end zone, um, two tickets, fees and everything, it came to like 86 bucks. That's not terrible. Not bad. Um, not bad. But this was my first time like doing the end zone. Yeah. You know what? I actually liked it. Well, I, it was also kids' day. You have to remember that. It was kids' day. But I thought... I mean, like, I liked it, the fact, just the, the side, like, I thought, like, these are going to be garbage. I'm going to be looking at the Jumbotron the whole time, following the play, because I can't no, see. No, you can see very well. You could see very well. It was, I I liked the seats. That's where I sat for the Patriots game. And it just, as they scored, we were there when they scored, I think, like, four of their touchdowns. Um, I was going to say, there was a lot of touchdowns scored. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was cool to see, like, them just coming towards you. Um, so I thought the views, I thought that it was, I'm going to have to rethink 
my uh, this year my looking at end zone tickets because I I love the view. It's very nice in the end zone. To be honest with you, I I like it more so than you know the midline sometimes. Um, and just just the 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 waiting for the regular season to start just reminds me of just stories as a fan. Like one of the best. I don't know if I I don't know if I ever mentioned this story on there, but there was this was at at um. Say a Sabres game going with my dad. I was in high school. I think it was tenth grade, eleventh grade. We this was back when the Sabres were good. So you're talking like early nine or late nineties, mid nineties, late nineties. They were in the playoffs. They were making their Stanley Cup runs, um, or made a Stanley Cup run. But we were playing the Flyers um, one night. It was a regular season game, and. It was, we were, my dad had season tickets at the time. We were behind one of the nets. I don't know, maybe 10, 11 rows up. I like that. I like those seasons. I loved them. It was another one. I loved behind the net action, especially when they were playing. We were at the ones with the net where the Sabres shot on twice, which was awesome. I loved those seats. But anyways, um, got to the game and a couple Flyers fans already chirping, like talking crap all day long. Uh, Philly ends up scoring the first game, talking, talking, talking. Buffalo ties it later in the game. Buffalo scores um, another goal shortly after. By the they make um, they make they score one goal. I think like towards the tail end of the second second period to make it three to one. And up until that point, all I heard was just one guy in particular. I had never turned around to look back to see who it was. I just heard one like just a flyer fan. Obviously, this person sucks. Buffalo sucks. This and that. So I think I was like 14, 15. After they scored that third goal, I stand. I mean, I, you stand up for every goal, but I'm just like, F you, Philly, you suck. Like, get out of here. Like, just go off. And all I hear from behind me, like, what'd you say? I'm like, Philly. And as I'm saying it, I turn around I'm like, I said Philly. And I look around, and this guy's like 6'3". Like, think of... Think of probably even bigger. Think of like seeing like Triple H in a yeah. Flyers jersey. That's yeah. that guy. And I'm like Philly. And I look. I'm like, uh, and I just turned right around. Like didn't finish it. Just sit in my seat. And the guy, like my dad, I never forget. My dad looks at me. He's laughing. He's like, guy was a little bigger than you thought he was, wasn't? Like, yeah. That <laughs> all I remember. The guy, like, puts his hand on my shoulder and kind of, like, leads into me. He's like, never apologize for rooting for your team. <laughs> just, At least he like, was cool about it. He was it. totally cool about it. He was, you know, we ended up, I after I got done basically bleeping in my pants, turned around, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, talking. My dad talked to him. It was really cool at the end of the game. But just that was my first time. But, like, maybe... Maybe before you talk trash, you should at least see the person you're talking trash to. Yeah, yeah. So that was I, I, I loved it, and I think that's just as a fan, that's part of the game. Like it's just trash talking, but also you trash talk. But at the at the end of the game, you know, even when they left, the game was over. Um, they had they had driven in from Philly. As I uh, unhook my mic here or unhook my headset here. They had driven in from Philly, 
So, you know, at the end of the game, you're shaking hands. Hey, have a safe trip home, guys. Blah, blah, blah. We'll see you in the playoffs. We'll see you next week. Right. It's just you're you're in the moment. You're a fan in the moment. But after it, it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's over. Yeah. Whatever. It's done. You don't hold any grudges. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as I plug back in here. But, there we go. Uh, did you have any, like, um, any Bills stories? Uh, I know you, uh, you've gone to a lot of games with uh, Steve and everybody. Um, who's got apparently great seats. Like, isn't he 50-yard line? He is 50-yard line. He sits right near Jim Kelly, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, any just stories where you just, whether it's trash-talking, whether you, you remember a, a, a great event that happened? Uh, it's actually a soccer game that I okay. went to. I'm a big Toronto FC fan because of this. We went to Toronto to go see Toronto FC face Columbus Crew. And everybody I went with except for me, was going to root for Columbus. Oh, so you had to be that guy then. Or were, or were you a Toronto FC fan before that? Well, no. They're like, oh, you're Canadian. you got to root for the Toronto team. And I was like, oh, I have no problem rooting against. And I also wanted to be like, because everybody was saying, like, um, you know, Toronto sucks and all that stuff. And it was like the, the series that they were doing, it was a cup game. Like, okay. so they were doing it for, for a championship. So... We have these like nosebleed seats up at the BMO um, stadium, but we heard that there's like this village right near the stadium where um, soccer fans go and hang out beforehand. So we're walking around the street and stuff, looking around, um, and we're all wearing red. And all of a sudden, this this guy on the on the street corner was like, "Hey!" And we like we walked because I was wearing I was wearing a. Uh, national canadian soccer like soccer jersey so for like the okay. national team and um pointed out i was like ah, like we come over we start talking he's like where are you guys from we're like we're from buffalo and he was like buffalo and he calls over a guy he's like my buddy over here helps out with the minor team at buffalo in buffalo um fc buffalo okay and we were like oh so like we start talking they're like they're like you going to the game we're like of course and he's like you're with us now so we're like we're like <laughs> okay so we go into this bar and it's like you know as a soccer fan there's different types of fan groups for teams right yeah, oh for yeah, sure. like where they fly their own insignia and stuff like that so all of a sudden they're like it's time to go so we, we walk out into the middle of the street, and there's, like, this huge, like, laneway that takes you exactly under under the subway and up, and it pops up right in front of the stadium. And we all, we're like, what are we doing? He was like, the guys were like, you just stick with us. So we're walking, and all of a sudden they start lighting road flares. <laughs> and, and, like, there's these big clouds of red smoke, and they're waving these flags, and they're playing a drum. And they just start doing soccer chants. And start walking towards the stadium. So I was like, this is awesome and stuff. Like, I thought, like, I was scared, but also, like, I had no idea what was going on. But this is awesome. We go down in the subway, and there's a bunch of police officers, you know, making sure people are acting orderly and stuff. We're waiting there, and there's, like, signs, like, everywhere. And they, everybody just starts banging on the signs in rhythm doing these soccer chants. Cops don't care. All right, so they're, like, they're used to it, I'm sure. So, so we're we're going up to the stadium, and they're like, they're like, where are you sitting? And we say like, oh, we're sitting up top because that's where we could get tickets. And they're like, hold on a second. And they walk over, and they're just like, 
come with us. And they, they pushed us into the center of the pack so nobody saw. And we just walked to their own area that they have personally set up for every person of that fan group um, right behind the net. Swear to God, right, awesome. right behind the net. And they're like, you're with us for the rest of the night. So, like, the rest of the night, we learned all these. And by that point, everybody who was like, oh, we're going to root for Columbus. We're like, no, we're going to root for Toronto because, number one, this is awesome. Number two, and if we, we got caught rooting for Toronto, they'd probably kill us. Yeah, you wouldn't be here right now. And they were telling us, like, you know, at halftime, the guy was telling me, he was like, yeah, because their biggest, um, their biggest rival is Vancouver. So okay. they, when they play Vancouver, it gets nasty. And the guy was like, yeah, I was in a knife fight with a Vancouver person before. Like, these are diehard fans. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's, like, in the section, there's a bunch of other fan bases. And we'd go off of each other in their in their chants. So they chanted us, and we'd chant back at them. And we're jumping up and down. And then the best thing was is, like, Toronto just absolutely crushed Columbus. And at the end of it, they win the championship and they come over to our section and hop into our section with the championship. So we're celebrating with the players right there at my first ever <laughs> soccer game. And I told my mom about it and she looks up on, on Facebook and the Toronto FC actual Facebook page, their banner in the back. You can find all five of my fr- me and my friends in the picture because we were that close straight up the best experience I've ever had at a at a professional game and it's just like it was just pure luck that I was happy to be there absolutely right place at the right time um, that's awesome especially just being from Buffalo there's you could most people from Buffalo don't understand but like for some weird reason if you say that you're from Buffalo a lot of the times it gets you in weird areas oh for sure they're like you're from Buffalo we're like yeah they're like hold on well, even even on like any trip that we go, I'll make sure like when I went to Italy this summer, when we I went to Jamaica before, I I even even during my honeymoon uh, honeymoon in uh, Dominican, wherever wherever vacation I go um, with my wife, I'll make sure I bring I bring at least a Bill's shirt or a Bill's hat or a Bill's something, and the bet is every time like all right. Do you think I'm going to get a Bills, uh, a Go Bills in the Dominican? Do you think I'm going to get a Go Bills in Jamaica? Wherever we go, even Florida, when we went down there. Yep. And every single place I've gotten at least one Go Bills, whether of it's course. been up in Lake Placid, wherever. A lot of times multiple, but it's just, I don't know. Now it's just you got to do it. Even before even before the drought, on the you'd still get oh, the yeah. Go Bills. Oh, 100%. I had a guy... In Roatan, I think it was Roatan, Roatan or Mexico, and I'm just walking, walking down, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, go Bills! You're going all the way this year!" And I was just like, "What? What?" Oh yeah, well that's why even even in Italy, it was funny. I got a I got a multiple go Bills. I got uh, between Milan was the most. I think I got like three or four, but I got multiple throughout the uh, the country. One where I was interested, I was walking down, we were walking in uh, Florence, and a guy had an Eagles jersey on, and I got a Go Bills from a guy in an Eagles jersey, and I'm like, he's like, Go Bills, you guys are going to win, and I I was like, Go Bills, and I looked, I was like, wait, Vic, was he wearing an Eagles jersey? Like, so it's, listen, if it's not now, when? I know, I mean, it's, if it's, it's just, it's got to be, it's got to be. 
this was before the Bills were like good. I was a senior in high school, and we were at Disney. No, I was a freshman in high school, and we were at. So this was like 2013, 2014. No, 2000, 2013. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Actually, 2012. I'm sorry, 2012, because it was right during Christmas time. And we were at Disney, and we ran into this couple, the couple, this couple, Cupper. who were. Uh, Packers fans, and this was right after they won like the Super Bowl. Okay, and we would always like in the discount double check commercials. Ah, uh, State Farm, yep. So we'd always see them. We're like discount double check, and they're like, "What's your favorite team?" We're like Buffalo. So it was Sunday, and uh, you know we were walking around, and every time we ran to this couple, they purposefully do they'd like they'd come up to us. They're like, "Hey, this is the game right now. Like this is like they'd pull up the Bills game and like talk with us about <laughs> it, and like." We were like, oh, it was like awesome. We are like, thank you. And then like we'd walk away, and then we'd run by them again. They're like, here's the score update. And we're just like, okay. Clear Packer fans. Why do they care about the Bills? But Well, it's funny that you bring up score updates because, um, I mean, I was in drama in high school. I did um, musicals, did plays or whatever. Our uh, senior year, we did a musical um, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Um I played, there was a character, an old man called Aronius or whatever his name was. Um, it took back in like ancient Greece, ancient uh, Roman right. times. Right. So anyways, um, one of my deals was um, the, uh, I was supposed to do like be walking around the stage and every so often I would just pop up and my deal, I'd be like, you know, I'd walk around the stage just looking like first time around. I'd come, you know, later in the show, I'd come at second time around, like whatever. So the Bill or the Sabers were playing the Bruins that day, and this was when the Sabers were good. Oh, yeah. So this would have been this would have been I think my senior year. So this would have been ninety uh, eight, um, winter of ninety eight, like this January February of ninety eight, whatever. So they had a game that day against the Bruins at the same time as our play. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of parents in the crowd did were, not want to be there. Did not want to be there. Were pissed. I was pissed. So my character before every time before I would come out on stage for my laps or whatever, I had to do three of them. I would go back. I would find what the Sabres score was, the current score was. And I'd, I remember the first time I went around and saying just first time, I'd be like, first, like first period score, Boston zero, Buffalo one or something. And just like I would say the score to the crowd. Yeah. And I remember the first time I did it, looking in um, the stands, like for the, the director. I, in fact, it was Rich Morano who's been on our show, was uh, the yeah. director, and I thought he was gonna be pissed. And he, like, the first time, everybody was kind of stunned. And then you know you get a couple collapse when they, and then I walk back. The second time when I did it, I see him with just like a huge smile on his face as I said, second period score. Blah, blah, blah. You get the big crowd reaction afterwards, though. I still thought he was going to legit, like, come backstage and, like, light me up. And he was just like, that's, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, that's, that's the best about it. Now, though, the Sabres, I'd like, eh, does anybody then really care? Then he'd be pissed about it. <laughs> <laughs> my old, my old director in middle school, that's how long I've been a thespian. Middle school. We used to have a rehearsal because our our musical would end up being in May. 
We had a rehearsal on Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. And can't you cancel that rehearsal? No, because in his in his mind, he first said that you know it doesn't happen until later. Anyways, we're done by three. And the second one, he was just like, the only time we'll ever cancel it is when the Bills were in the play. We're actually in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and as the Bills have gotten this, this was back in like two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like, we're like, okay. At that point, it was a pipe dream. Nowadays, since it's actually becoming more and more real, I'm thinking about it. And I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if you will ever cancel it. Like, if we have. Oh, I'm sure Super Bowl, like, everything gets canceled. In fact, this year, we would have had, um, this past Super Bowl, we had a track meet for indoor on Super Bowl Sunday. And all the coaches and all the teams, like, as as a track coach, we all talk to each other, like West, East, whatever school you, you, after a couple of years of being at, you know, everybody right? and you just talk, you're, you're, there's a lot of downtime for coaching in track. So, I mean, we all were kind of under the agreement, but like, listen, if the bills get to the Super Bowl, there is no way in hell we are having this meet like teams like would legit, like schools were coming up to us. Oh yeah. Our AD already said we're canceling. Like, we're pulling out from the meet if they – we're pulling out from the meet. You know, we're not going to have it. <laughs> and um, it uh, – Dan, who I coach indoor with, we both were like, yeah, there's no way in hell that we're that we're doing it. Um, and it was funny. Uh, Tim Mativier, who's our head coach, um, he's like, well, you know, the Super Bowl, we'd be home before the Super Bowl started at 645. And I just kind of looked at Tim. I'm like, Tim – I love you. You're a great coach, but if you don't understand, if the Bills are in the Super Bowl and we it, the meet is still going on, I will not be going to the meet that day. <laughs> he just kind of looks and he's like, "Okay." Yeah, no, I because <laughs> it's not like it was a sectional meet. It's not like it was a championship right. meet. It was just, in fact, it was it was basically like a last chance meet. Um, a, there weren't going to be a lot of teams there anyways, so it was going to be one of the smaller meets. But because uh, maybe some teams just realize, hey, there's a meet, there's Super Bowl Sunday that we, that week, so we're not even scheduling. But I mean, um, it's like, think about it. Would things, well, especially now because of the drought, I I truly think that Buffalo would be shut down. Period. Number one, if we made it to the, to the Super Bowl. And then the day after, if we won the Super Bowl. Oh, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that next Monday, schools are closed for sure. For Monday, maybe even Tuesday. Like, I guarantee you schools are closed. I wouldn't even be surprised if schools were closed that Friday before the Super Bowl. But I guarantee you, I will 100% promise you that schools are going to be closed that Monday after the Super Bowl. Win or lose if the Bills are in the Super Bowl. When the Bills are in the Super Bowl. Win or lose, that city's shutting down. In fact, I'm pretty sure Cincinnati didn't they didn't the mayor even say he declared like before the before the Super Bowl was even played that that Monday schools were already canceled. Like they're, they they hey. already. I thought I remember him, but could I you, could you imagine that though? It's oh, that would be that would. I don't feel like the party would stop from the final whistle. Until maybe like two days later. 
And that's being conservative. Yeah, <laughs> that's being very conservative. Now, here's here's an interesting question. Like last year, we were total. In fact, the year uh, last year we were we were going to do it, but the year before that, when it was in Tampa, my wife and I, before that AFC Championship game, we literally booked. Um, we booked a hotel in Tampa Bay. Now it was refundable, so it was, there was no right. even even our airline. The same thing. We booked airline tickets. So if Buffalo had beaten Kansas City in the AFC Championship game that year, we were going to fly down to Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl. We had the plane tickets. We had it was the worst thing I ever had to not or have it cancel on. But whatever, we got all our money back. All credits. You didn't have the Super Bowl tickets though. No, no, we didn't. We didn't buy the Super Bowl tickets. We were going to go down there regardless, whether we get tickets or not. This year's this year's Super Bowl is in Arizona, in in Phoenix or Tempe, whatever it is. Would it be better as a fan, as you, would you, not knowing if you have Super Bowl tickets, to just fly down and be at Arizona for the Super Bowl, even if you have to just watch the game in the parking lot, outside uh, the stadium, whatever, at a bar in Arizona, across the street, whatever, or would you rather be home at your favorite bar, wherever, restaurant, with family, hosting a party? I'd rather be home. Really? Oh, 100%. Now, what if you had tickets? I'd rather be home. Even if you had Super Bowl tickets, you'd still rather be home? I mean, I mean, if somebody gave me tickets, I wouldn't turn them down. But, like, just just the thought of being – because I remember when the Bills made it to the playoffs and stuff like that for the first time. And I wasn't home and I wasn't with anybody. And it felt kind of crappy because I didn't have anybody <laughs> to celebrate with. During that Miami win, or not Miami, I'm sorry, the Baltimore win when they yeah. beat. Yeah. So, like, or the Bengal win when they beat Baltimore. Right. So, it's like, I'd much rather be like, heck, man, I'd much be like at the stadium, at Highmark Stadium with them projecting the game and sitting there with a bunch of other people. Do you think they do that? Do you think they project the game at Highmark? They should. I, I know they used to do that when the Sabres would have road playoff games, especially in the Stanley Cup in the ni- late Pl- 90s. Plow out plow out the this parking lot. I'm not saying go in, but plow out the parking lot, project it out there. Oh, I'd say do it on the Jumbotron in the stadium. Like have the game. I would there. pay money now, for it'd that. Now be, it'd be a little tougher because they don't have the Jumbotron in the middle of the thing, but that would be amazing. amazing. I don't care that it would be in February. Like I said, they did it for Sabres road games. Yeah, but Sabres during... road games were in May. True, but it was still, I mean, they had it. They had the arena packed. They had outdoor the arena packed. Exactly. Like, I'd much rather do that and be in Buffalo with Buffalonians. I'm not going to lie. When they win the Super Bowl this year, I will be crying like a baby. Like, I will be shedding tears of joy. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not going to lie. It is going to be, like, one of the most happiest days of my life. Yeah. I probably might cry, too. (laughs) But, all right. So, uh, any last uh, fan stories or stories from uh, as a fan before we get into our hot seat questions? No, let's go right into it. All right. Hot seat question time. Five questions coming from Matt and I. Um, And again, if you have uh, hot seat questions that you'd like to ask us in an episode, 
Um, send us a message at Stories from the Sidelines on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message. Send us some hot question, uh, hot uh, seat questions, and we'll read them on the air. Don't worry. We'll actually give you credit for it, too. All right. Question number one. I thought about this. I can't remember if we asked this or not, but biggest fear. My biggest fear? Biggest fear. I don't know. Guess. My biggest fear? Having something touch my leg in water. What? Yeah, I don't like that. Having something so if like wait, wait are see- you one of those people so if you're like in a beach and a piece of seaweed comes and brushes you're thinking like you're getting attacked by a shark? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not afraid to be that straight up about it. Yeah. I I, I Okay. Like that. All right. Um for me hmm. Not gonna lie, and I the reason I thought of this question is because on the way here before in my garage there was a big giant, or maybe it wasn't that big, but a spider. A big I, giant. No, okay, uh, maybe not. I hate spiders. Like I just, ooh, I. So, I'm gonna say either spiders or height. I still, I, I still, I'll get on like a a, a ten foot ladder, and I'll like shake like a leaf. Huh. I hate heights. That's so I'm funny. saying that biggest. Biggest fear, I'll, I'll have to say heights, even though I did go skydiving, which was amazing. Right. And went bungee jumping. So I don't get that. I don't either. I'm a, I'm a walking enigma. All right, I'm going to bounce my question off of that one. So would you, out of those two, which would you prefer, bungee jumping or skydiving? Which did I prefer? Like, which, if yeah. I only had to do, if I could only do one of those a second time? Yeah. Because I'd much rather do uh, – if it was skydiving, I'd much rather do skydiving tandem. But if it was by myself, either one, I'd rather do bungee jumping. The tandem was cool because by the end, you really don't notice the guy. Like I'm not going to lie. You, you don't even – you don't feel him on your back at all. Um, hmm. Skydiving was a huge rush. So was bungee jumping. Skydiving, though, it takes you so... Like, it took us probably a good five, ten minutes to float, actually float down. Like, once you pull your cord. Right. You're up there a long time. Whereas in bungee jumping, it's just, you know, you, you, you're, you're done within, like, seconds. Right. Um, you end at the bottom, though, with it, like, completely straightened out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you go down and you come up like, I'm not gonna lie for bungee jumping when on that first down, I didn't realize I was going back up in the air. So probably I was like halfway back up. Like I thought, I mean, you just, I, and I hit my ankles are, I got terrible ankles. I thought it was going to like destroy my ankles. You don't even feel yourself getting pulled back up. I was going to say how, how jolty is it? Not jolty at all. Like seriously, not at all. Um, if I had to do one again. I'd probably see skydiving again. It close. I'd rather. I'd, in fact, I want to do both again, but I'd say skydiving. Fair maybe enough. we'll. Maybe we'll do a. Uh, we'll get the whole. Matt Johnson's behind us. Matt, what do you think? We'll get the whole uh, crew here to go skydiving, and and live stream it. Oh, I do it. Matt's in. He's got a problem, by the way, about his draft pick. Why? <laughs> because he because I told him that he was the same draft pick last year. He was like, it's fixed. I didn't realize I was last. I got to relook at the draft order. I, well, because I said you, you sent us a video of the way you I sent did, yeah. yeah. So it ain't, it ain't fixed. 
You're just Listen, mad. I'm still gonna win. What position are you drafting? I'm He's drafting, drafting less. I'm drafting first overall in the second round. That's the best pick they have. I, I know. I have. Listen, I'm gonna run it by the draft guru here, Matt. What do you think of if? Absolutely, come on over. Um, here's and again, I don't think either player are gonna slide this far potentially, but I don't think if both um, McCaffrey and Bar- and Barkley fall. Um, down that far. Those two are there for 12 and 13. Do you take them both at 12 and 13? Because it can either be. I hope a, you do. It's either a boom pick where, man, you got number one and two running backs at, potentially in the draft. Or who? These guys are both not playing and hurt by week three. I, so I'm i mixed on McCaffrey. I'm Saquon Barkley is not a round one pick in my opinion. He's not. He's not around one. I don't think so either. He's not around two either. He's like. He's like round four if he falls there. Really? You think he's gonna fall that I just, far? I mean, come on. Two years in a row. Like two. Two years. But, both these guys. Two years in a row. I was gonna say Daniel Jones. Too. Where else is their offense gonna come from? They're not throwing to anybody. He's gonna be hurt. He, <laughs> yeah, because they run it so much. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. It's yeah. either. It's either. You're a genius or right. you're an idiot. I know. Well, we just did our our two point league draft this past week, and McCaffrey went. At number seven, all right, which I think is still high. Which is, in my opinion, I wouldn't take that chance because I've I've gambled on McCaffrey before. I know several people who took him first and second overall the last couple of years. Last year, I took him first overall in my other league, and it's and he he faltered. He's been hurt. They're saying he's really healthy right now. It's coming from the Panthers. They're not going to be like, yeah, McCaffrey's like fifty fifty right now in the season. They're you know they're not going to openly say that, but. It's just it's hard for me to take chances on guys on on people like that on players like that. It's just uh, there's other p- pieces around. It depends on where they fall. It depends on where they fall. That's that's and like I said, I I have a feeling McCaffrey in particular is going to be gone because there's always going to be somebody that's going to take their chance. He's going number one overall in some leagues, and I think that's, that's dumb. Stupid. Yeah. Because if you're if you have the number one overall pick and you're not taking Jonathan Taylor, you shouldn't be in a league. Like right. he he's the I think in my mind the consensus number one overall pick. By and you, far. you guys have to realize too in our league the the points system's different. Josh Allen went second overall in in our two point draft. Quarterback points are a big thing. That's true. So that's gonna we throw were, a loop in it. We were talking about that earlier on how we picked Burrow last year, and that was probably the reason why we won last year. Matt and I because huge we deal. Had Burrow, yeah, and he he was a guarantee twenty five points. Every single week, minimum, Can minimum twenty five points. points two weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah, when he was hitting Jamar Chase for like two, Jamar Chase was getting two hundred yard games. You know, and plus mm. he's feeding other people. Absolutely. It, so that's something to keep in mind too. I mean, my traditional draft strategy has always been running back and wide receiver depth. And if you get a high tight end to fall to you in one of the rounds, take it. Um, but the way that we do this this league, it's 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 complicated because the way. I like spicing it up, though. I love the high quarterback points because nobody does that. Yeah, nobody does that, and it and it messes up the entire draft. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm hoping Allen falls to twelve. I, I don't think I. I think he's got as much chance of falling to twelve as I do growing hair. Larry, I pick but... number two. By the way, oh, there, right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not worried and about my you. name. You're, has you're small potato. In it. You're small potatoes. I'm not worried about you. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be very very intriguing. I, I am a. Uh, I'm excited. Who, who's doing number one? I got to look over it again and actually set the draft lineup. Where lineup. where are you in there in the lineup? What I think I'm like seventh or eighth. Ooh, we were talking. That's like that's like the that's rough. Because you know you're getting a top 
top ten pick, obviously, but then on that rebound, your second pick, you're you're it's, you're kind of stuck. It's it's kind of tough. It, it's tough. Because I, I, I like I traded up to get Jonathan Taylor. Me and my one friend Jack, who's a co-host on the show, I I was like, hey Jack, I will send you. A, I will buy you an order of chicken wings if you want to trade draft places. I think he went from four to one. We we flip flopped. I, I traded up to get Jonathan Taylor. It wasn't so bad. But the team that I ended up getting was like overall they're like not projecting very high. It's not like it's like they said it was like the tenth worst team, or really, or, or well, tenth best team, um, essentially out of twelve, which is not a good feeling. So it's not last. It's not last. It's not last. I thought I did okay, but there's like. I really like where you're picking. I like, and I was telling Matt that if I'm not picking one, two, or three, I want to be picking either eleven or twelve. Yeah, because you know you're getting, you know you're getting two, maybe not great players, but you're getting two very solid players. You're guaranteed. Absolutely, and and that's, and I, I really do like that. Um, I, I do like it for that reason. But you know, it's we. we this is a fun league. We got some pretty competitive people Absolutely. in it. Um, that are going to make things interesting, but we, you know, we get some noobs sometimes. I love to reach, and I love it. Absolutely, I, I love it. I, it was funny last year in our league. Uh, uh, our former network guy, the manager who handed over to me, Chris Chavez, he took a defense really, really early, seventh round. Filling, you know, he's never really done fantasy before. Um, he was just filling, you know, roster spots, not really depth yet, but just getting his position set. And then my friend Ryan, who lives down in Texas, he was like, are you serious? Like, he was making this big stink about it, like, just crapping all over the pick, being really loud and just being a villain. Um, And then, ironically enough, that Chris Chavez, he ended up bouncing Ryan out of the playoffs. It was everything was so sweet. It was so sweet. So that's the it just there's it's so unpredictable. Oh, absolutely. It's so unpredictable. Absolutely. All right, while you're here, you got to finish the hot seat question. So What's, we did we already did questions 1 and 2. Okay. Question 1 was biggest fear. I said spiders. Did you answer it? Yeah. What was your? Oh, uh so his biggest fear is getting having stuff brush against him while he's in the water. Don't wave your hand at me, bald boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was heights and I went to heights and spiders. So biggest fear. Oh god. <laughs> I hate spiders. Listen there, seaweed boy over there. <sighs> Doesn't have to be just seaweed. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like the, I don't know if there's like a like a material like a, a living thing that I'm afraid of. No, it could be Maybe any people. It could be any fear, any type of fear. Kind of like just being alone, okay. Loneliness, it's kind of it sucks. Okay, uh, I always I always thought that. about that. Like just you know, not need to be in a big group or even just like one other person. At least one other person. Okay, ever uh, like it, it. There are a lot of nights where I'm here like by myself, and I'm just like, uh, it would just be so much better if there was I had even, somebody with me. Yeah, just somebody even just laugh always, with, and even with it, and that's just that's just not like just here. That's not just going to places. That's just in life in general. You I know agree. what I mean? When it's all said and done and uh, you know, all the choices in your life lead up to the very end, and and who's still standing by your side when it's all over? It's one of those deep philosophical things, and I, I just that was deep. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it it's it's one of those things that's on my mind all the time. That's why I'm cutting back on two point. I'm I'm this is the last year of it. I was gonna so. say we saw we, I saw the announcement on Facebook. Yeah, I got too head first into it. I loved it. I've gotten strong for five years now, so five football seasons, and uh, you know kind of gone where I can go and I can sit back I can spend more time editing getting people in here so I make more money and doing some of the fun shows that are just a variety every week and instead of just being landlocked into football talk every day branching out yeah exactly 
All right, and then the second one, if you could only do one, either bungee jumping or skydiving, which would you do? It's got to be skydiving. Have you now? Have you done either? I've not, I haven't done either one of them. I'm listen. If we can get together a live like streaming of skydiving, I'm totally in. I'll do it. I'll probably be more keen to do that than play flag football or something. <laughs> I know we were trying to get that going. Everyone's real silent. And I'm like, oh, I love football, but I'm old. <laughs> we could even do. We could even do two hand touch. Two hand touch. Could we do that? Was it sarcastic ball from South Park? I love their bras on our head. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's totally going to be a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It's just a balloon that they're popping Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I would – I love the skydive. That's like – I don't know, just, the, just falling and opening. Like I love driving with it the windows amazing. down. Oh, well, you did it. I did it. It was amazing. I love driving with the windows down, and I can't imagine what it looks like. And I, I used to be a photography guy. I got a camera, and I, I just – I love – cool views and that would be one of those things i just i love to see just gotta do it once absolutely it's frontier good. skydiving we're gonna set it up yeah all right we'll set it I'm up in. all right question three matt are you up no i just asked the question all right question three matt feel free to come in with a question if you've got one um let's see i was gonna say we got two mats uh boss matt uh let's see question three all right favorite it doesn't even have to be from your team, but favorite athlete of all time. Any sport, hockey, football, baseball, whatever. Favorite all-time athlete. I feel like I answered this on here before. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if I've I don't know if I was going to say, I don't know if I've got a, a favorite all-time athlete. All right. So my favorite sports player of all time is Philip Rivers, but my favorite athlete of all time is Brock Lesnar. Okay. Now, Brock just Lesnar, WWE Brock Lesnar? All of or, it. All, all of it. it because okay. I think he's just, I mean, look at him. He scares, he's scary. Um, he's sponsored he, by Jimmy John's. And, not only that, and I mean, he, he made it to the last round of cuts with the Vikings. Last round a, of cuts with the Vikings. NCAA champion in wrestling. Um, UFC champion. Uh, a lot of years on top in pro wrestling. Whether, you know, whatever you think of it, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy lifestyle. I think Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I agree. People will discredit him just because of his time in pro wrestling. Oh, but he's an actor. It's not yeah. real. No. This dude will pick you up and legit throw you. He, I mean, we've seen this, 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 some of the, the feats he was able to pull, right? I mean, for wrestling fans, you've seen the big show. Dude's legit 500-plus pounds. Yeah. Lesnar picked him up with ease. Yep. All right. And then the whole venturing in other sports. Like, nobody, like, I missed the UFC when Brock Lesnar was around. Like, I, that's the last time I really cared because it was so crazy to me to see Brock fighting in a cage and just being, like, he, he almost legitimized the sport of pro wrestling because of how good he was at UFC. Oh, yeah. so. oh for sure. And just, um, I remember his, his first, his, uh, was it Randy Couture was his first uh, fight? Or his Frank Mir was his fight? first one, uh, and he tapped out, I think, in that one. But it, but he did beat Randy Couture. He for beat him belt. for the belt. Yeah, that's right. And he beat him rather easy. UFC ninety, I want to say it was. I had the DVD before, and he he beat the piss out of him. And then uh, eventually, you know, he just whooped out everybody. Uh, he eventually got Frank Mir. He got a little payback on him. Oh, who's that other guy? He like choked him out. Is it Junior Dos Santos? No. Or no some, uh, oh God. He was uh This he little bald dude, out. this heavyweight bald dude. He came over he was like a big deal for a little bit. He came over from one of the other UFC uh, MMA promotions. 
I just watched the damn highlight. I can't think of it. <laughs> I can't think of his name. But he was on a tear, like on a tear. And Google then um, did he ever end up fighting Alistair Overeen? Uh, I know they were scheduled, but then Overeen had like steroid issues or something. He might have. And then I don't know if it ever got rescheduled. Let's see. Five and three in UFC. He fought. He only had eight UFC fights. Yeah. Oh, his first fight was uh, that was in a different promotion. He beat this Menso Kim dude in K1 Dynamite. Lost to Frank Mirren at UFC 81. Beat Heath Herring at uh, UFC 87. Beat Randy Couture at 91. Beat Frank Mirren at 100. That was a fun time. Shane Carwin was the guy. Yes. Uh, but he lost three fights at the end because he was the diverticulitis yeah. issue. Cain Velasquez, Alistair Overeem, and then Mark Hunt when he went back in 2016. So, Yeah. And, I mean, those were all legit guys. Oh, yeah. Even though Mark Hunt didn't look like the most in-shape guy, he was a legit, legit fighter. That's how a lot of those UFC... Oh, wait, did they... I thought he won that one, though. No contest. Maybe it was unofficial. That was the one, I think, where Mark Hunt beat him, but he got caught with steroids after the fight, so they made it a no contest. Oh, I see. Oof. That's woof. Um... But that's how a lot of those UFC guys go. Though they start, they come in hot, and then they're just trash after that. Oh yeah. Look, I mean, look at Conor McGregor. Like, come on. He came in hot. He made a lot of money, and and now he's an icon of brand. I mean, we had Rashad Evans here, right? Rashad Evans got off to a really hot start in his career. Once won a title, kind of fizzled out. That's a lot. It's just it's what the sport is. Oh, for sure. So. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Did you give an answer to the question? No, but I'm going to go with Kimbo Slice. Oh, Kimbo. I miss Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo, Kimbo, Kimbo. I used to stay in Coach Martinez's room. Before wrestling practice, we would watch Kimbo Slice fight dudes behind, like, Burger King and stuff. I consider him an athlete. <laughs> 100%. Those were back in the, what were they, bum fights. Those yeah, were the bum fights. Yeah, knuckle brawls. Pretty much. He fought, like, like off-duty cops and, like, a retired <laughs> he cop. And, like, he would fight is... anybody. Oh, yeah. Just it... out there, he, he found, like, some abandoned His building. backyard. It was like, yeah. it was like, watch... oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, it was like, like, watching, like, the video game Street Fighter come to life. It was like, <laughs> Kimbo Slice travels. He's fighting somebody new everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it, it, new, new place, new opponent. It was the best. The best, though, like, I would watch some of those fights, and after he'd knock the guy out or beat the guy, he'd go over and, like, help him up. Like, hey, good job, buddy. Like, yeah. put him on his shoulder. As the guy's like, so wait, where am I? Like, hold on. What am he I doing? Like, yeah. a tank. like <laughs> I mean, he'd roll he through him. He was bald at the top, but hairy everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had the whole side, side hair thing going. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I miss. I gotta go look up those videos. That was like, you know, that was like, like when YouTube was a thing. I, when YouTube was like brand, like kind of brand new, not really brand new, but those are the early days. That's like Scarlet Takes a Tumble era. That's the the, 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 the epic fails. Yeah, epic the, fails. The the ninja, the 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 karate dude with the the nunchucks. He did the backflip and cussed himself. That's <laughs> the, and, and and Kimbo Slice fits right in that era. I love Kimbo Slice. Oh yeah. All right. Question four. You didn't answer yours. I didn't? No, you didn't even answer your own question. I talked too much. That's my fault. No, no, no. Uh, my favorite athlete, I'm going Pele. I think I said this before. Pele from soccer. Just, I think the, just, when I think of soccer, Pele. Even though he was way back in like the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, just, he's just the god. Like, just, in fact, big reason why soccer really caught on in the United States was because of him. Became a big ambassador of the sport. Ooh, this is Pele bad. by far. By far, a little skunky. 
Oh, I guess that's what happens when you leave it out <laughs> and don't refrigerate it. It's got to be refrigerated. All right, now question number four. Um, anybody? <laughs> All right. If not, then I'll ask. Oh, oh, oh go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got one. So it could be anything, right? Could be it's anything. It. Anything. Anything. All right. What is your favorite breakfast cereal of all time? Have we asked this one before? Ooh. No. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Captain Explain. Crunch? Captain Crunch Why? Captain Kurt. Wait, oh, Cap- Captain Crunch, is it at least like you at least got like the the, the berries or whatever nah. in there? Plain Captain Crunch? Yeah. You know, the Ooh. stuff like hard where they would cut the top of your mouth. I was going to say, like, oh, like rip favorite. the top of your mouth. I used to chew it purpose. I used to tuck it. Into the top of my mouth because I love that feeling. <laughs> it made me feel alive. What is it like, like chew or whatever? You're putting like the Captain Crunch. That's yeah. how you wake. <laughs> that what wakes you up in the morning. The Captain, man. Do you have? Are you spitting tobacco? No, ma'am. It's just Captain Crunch in little, there. Little Crunch berries, you know. <laughs> just, the, just the Captain. No, I see. I like the Crunch berries, but Captain Crunch. What about is oops, plain. all berries? Oops, all berries. Quality, but that's let's be honest. That's basically uh, that's basically cocoa pebbles, oh, or not cocoa pebbles. That's basically uh, I was like, what cocoa the puffs. Heck? That's basically cocoa puffs. Oh, the shape of it. Yeah, I appreciate the, the 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 old tricks where they used to be like in the actual shape of like the stuff. Oh and yeah. Then they changed it to the puffs, and then they brought it back. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, my favorite that cocoa. I'm going cocoa pebbles, and here's why. I love cocoa pebbles. I'll either put like chocolate milk in there instead of regular milk. Or I'll do cocoa pebbles, and I'll put either the powdered Nestle Quick on top, or just the Ooh. chocolate syrup on top. Ooh. Mix it up. Oh my god, it is like oh, that sounds delicious. That sounds, that sounds yeah, it is delicious. It sounds like diarrhea for me. Oh, absolutely. I was gonna say diabetes. But it kind of looks. It, it looks the same in the bowl. Dye is in it. <laughs> Something with dye in it. It looks the same before you eat it as the same after you eat it. But oh. it is worth it. It is great. I love the sound of that. This is a tough one for me because, you know, I probably have two. One of them I haven't, like, I don't think it, it exists anymore. But, like, my all-time favorite one, I'll, I'll, I'll have a 1A, 1B. If that, is that okay? Absolutely. That? Absolutely. Right. 1A, Raisin Bran. All right. Best raisin ser- Bran? Yes, Raisin Bran. I feel wow. like that's that's your favorite cereal when you're, like, a 50, 60-year-old man because you can't make number two anymore. Well, <laughs> I like to make number two. and He's regulated. <laughs> This is when he's 50 and 60, and he'll still be able to make number two. You're right. He drinks Miralax for fun. I know. (laughs) I love Raisin Bran. Okay. When I first got a Sam's Club card and discovered that there were pallets of this stuff, I was in heaven. (laughs) Uh, Love me some Raisin Bran. Uh, Two scoops of raisins. Okay. It keeps you you good. But, like, my novelty one, I haven't seen this in years. Oreo O's. Do you guys remember this? Oh, I remember. They Oreo still O's. have it. They still have it. I just, in fact, I, I just it saw discontinued it. like a couple years ago. No, I, I just saw it, saw it at, either, yeah. at either Walmart or BJ's the other day. They still have it. It's hard to find, but they still have it. Best cereal ever. I don't know. It it was perfect. It was good. It tasted like it was it really tasted, good. Like I, you know, Reese's Puffs are great. I love Reese's Puffs, but I don't feel like I'm eating Reese's when I eat them. I feel like I'm eating just any peanut butter and chocolate cereal. Oreo O's. Very definitive and just oh man, I should. I would <laughs> eat some Oreos. All right, it, it, Oreo O's. That was the best. I'd rather. Yeah. 
<laughs> big, big, lip, big lipper of, uh, of, of Oreo O's. My buddy, hold on, hold on, Larry. No, go ahead, go oh ahead, go God, ahead. I got something to say. My roommate in college would just sit on the, cap, the futon that he destroyed and would eat food. And my buddy had this huge industrial bag of Oreo O's, and he sat there and ate the entire bag <laughs> dry, just fisting. Oreo. I mean, I get that. I get that. I. I need to meet this person and shake their hand. <laughs> Not only he did it because he was lazy, but also it was because he didn't have a clean bowl. So just just fist now, and Oreos. Now, is cereal just for breakfast? Because I'm not going to lie. There's nothing better Sunday afternoon watching a football game and like a bowl of cereal. Have you gone to the cereal spot in Buffalo? No. My friend just owned one in Pop Rock. It was a cereal bar uh, in Rochester, but some things happened and they didn't get it. But... Dude, I have a, I have a, you know, a, a nice history with cereal. All right, I would love a back cereal in the podcast. day, the cereal podcast. <laughs> I gotta stop. Um, <laughs> the co-founders, the, of the co-founders. Cereal <laughs> but yeah, I used to eat like when I was when I was peak wrestling. My metabolism was better than ever. I'd get home from wrestling practice. I'd eat dinner. I'd be watching like wrestling. I'd be like, oh, I'm so hungry. And I would find anything I could put cereal in. There was one time, oh, my mom was pissed. I stole her bread pan, and I just put <laughs> Reese's Puffs in there and poured milk on it. I'm just sitting there with a bread pan, eating Reese's Puffs, watching I Monday Night Raw. Um, I used to, yeah, I, whatever I could find it in. No, we when when I was a kid, we had, like, these old school, like, plastic bowls. Like, if you put them in the dishwasher and it's too high, like, they'll melt. <laughs> like, I love, they were just the perfect cereal bowl in fact when i went to college i legit we had like i don't know a dozen of them or whatever i legit told my like i'm stealing three and i brought just those three uh cereal bowls with i they were just even to this day they were i've never found anything better than to eat cereal out of than just those plastic bowls i think that they even made the milk taste better like it was just oh yeah oh it was beautiful i did it out of a coffee pot one time (laughs) out of a coffee pot yeah Okay. It was old. We weren't using it. So I just Did you get a little of that little of that coffee flavored little grounds in there? Nah, I washed it clean. What no, about Honeycrisp? Do you remember Honeycrisp? I miss Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp was solid. There was, was a solid. waffle one years ago. Oh yes. yes. Oh I don't know where it went to, but that was it that was crazy. Cookie crisp was good too. Cookie crisp was not bad. Cookie crisp was good. I, I like I would say it's like cinnamon toast crunch, but that's C- all I had. Yeah, CT crunch. Yeah, it, it was all I had. Like that's what every week. Oh, look at I got a new box of cinnamon toast crunch. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Mix it up, a little variety. But that's cool. <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch. See it's now good. for for me with cereal, I would go on my like kicks. Like I'd be like, all right, one. You week, like kicks? I, no, not kicks. <laughs> I'd go on my cereal <laughs> kicks. Where I'd go one week, I'd be like all about golden grams. The next week, I'd be all about like cinnamon <gasps> toast crunch <laughs> or about. <laughs> I love golden grams. Now I would you, bathe. I would I would put I would fill up a bathtub with milk and golden grams and just lay in it. Now and Matt, you're you're a Canisius guy, right? <laughs> yeah. At Canisius, you remember how they had well obviously everybody's had a rice crispy treats, right? No. Have you ever have <laughs> yes. you ever had the, I was actually the, genuinely nervous the, gold, the golden <laughs> grams version? Of that. I've never had a rice crispy treat before. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but have you ever had the golden grams version of that? Yes, I have. With the chocolate on the bottom mm-hmm. and oh my god, Matt, have you, they used to make no. this at Canisius. You knew at Canisius when I went there in the dining hall, you knew when they had like some kind of uh big brig uh, group coming in or like a high class because then at the cafeteria, we got all the leftovers, which was great. Other than that, the food was terrible. Um, 
But man, they would bring out these Golden Graham squares. Yeah, oh man. my dear sweet God. They were the best thing. Ever. It was literally Golden Grahams, I think probably marshmallows or something, and yeah. chocolate mm-hmm. like on the. Oh, they were just good. Wait, like, so were, would, sorry, would you prefer. I don't know why I was thinking. You said chocolate. Would you prefer cocoa pebbles or. or um, uh, fruity oh, pebbles? No, or um, the Rice Krispie ones make a cocoa ones too. Those were good, but I go I don't feel like they changed the milk as chocolatey no. as, as the other. I feel ones like did. they're just Rice Krispie treats, just dyed right. black, like dyed I don't cocoa like color. Rice Krispie, tr- like Rice Krispies. I like Rice Krispies, but as a kid, here's how addicted to sugar I am. You'd, I would, I would like load, like I literally. <laughs> if I had to have Rice Krispies, I would before I even put any milk or whatever, I would coat. The bottom of the bowl with sugar. So I put a light dusting of sugar I on the bottom. The uh, then put on <laughs> the cereal. Put on the cereal. <laughs> load up another brushing on the top. Put the milk on and then do a final loading. I'd have diabetes after every bowl. Oh, dude. But it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I used, to, I used to get Cheerios, which, like I said, just why? They're supposed to be good for you. <laughs> and I would just, my mom was like, oh, yeah, put a little sugar on it. Make it. Flavorful. I screw the top off and just. <laughs> uh, that was me. I like my mom. Every time she would get, what are you doing? Like, mom, there's a process. Don't it's worry. Like, I got this. Uh, <laughs> what happens I, when you I buy love, bad cereal? I used, to, I used to used to love watching the milk turn it all soft and yes. and mushy. And then I used to love scraping the bottom of the bowl with the yeah. spoon. Oh my and god! Catching yes. it, get a milky sugar spoonful. You get you get the the not quite dissolved sugar like load. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds oh, atrocious. Oh. It's like paste. It was so good. Yeah. Really nice. So paste. I, you both like soggy cereal. Not soggy. I like not soggy, soggy fruity pebbles and cocoa pebbles. Oh, like, see, no, I, those got those have got to be crunchy. <laughs> I, I I like them both ways, but man, if I could just stack up just a whole bunch of them, and just the mm-hmm. layers, the, la- the layers, the navigate your tongue through each pebble. It's I like great. sucking out the milk from the. Yeah, the moist pile. This is this is hot. <laughs> this is really hot. <laughs> I want cereal, man. Not safe for listening. <laughs> cereal talk. Cereal after dark. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right, question five. I think we're at last one. Who's got it? All right, favorite droid from Star Wars. Favorite droid? Yeah. Ooh. Wait, did we just have a rant? Is is the ghost making a special appearance here? Uh, we're gonna have to look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> we might have had our first, uh, our first. Did that come from the door? From the, I don't know. From the I thought it came from the, from the filing door. cabinet. That top drawer is open a little bit. Oh hell no! It is open. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember opening that. We were I, talking about cereal. Maybe the ghost likes cereal. Or droids from Star. Wars. Or droids from Star Wars. <laughs> it could be the file. <laughs> All my droids start falling down. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> we get it. Only the original series. <laughs> Not I'm the just, new ones. I'm just picturing Ghostbusters where Slimer's in the basement or whatever, and then just like f- the the Dewey Decimal System cards like just start going <laughs> out all over the place. Yes. Oh, I remember I had to learn about the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, I've never times. stepped foot in a library Damn since. Dewey and his decimals. Favorite uh, droid? IG-88. Oh, that's a good one. Bounty Hunter droid. Okay. He looks cool. He sounds like the he the robot chicken did the joke about how his brother's the IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> I love IG eighty eight. It was I, I had uh, uh, when my dad when I 
I remember being young. My dad had all the old Empire Strikes Back toys, the original ones. Okay. And that was one of the ones that he had. Okay. And I've been looking for it ever since. They're very pricey. I was going to say. David Adams had one out of the package for like 35 bucks, which isn't terrible. That's not bad. I would get it. I would get it. But I think nice. I, I have a statue over there, a little like uh, uh, PVC statue of IG88 over there. Isn't Somebody donated it. Okay. Isn't he from, um, not him specifically, or maybe him from The Mandalorian? No, there was another one. It's Just it's kind of like replacing them. Yeah. Same same unit, same same droid type bounty hunter, you know, type droid. But yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I just I just think it's so cool that they can pull their guns out and just like spin their body around and just shoot in a three hundred sixty degree motion. That's I think it's the coolest thing. I'm saying the Godfather, in my opinion, R two D two. Like, just I love I love any character where all the like, oh wait, what did you say? Like. It's just they they just say random noises, random things. But like, how did you say that? Why don't talk about Matt like that? Like, just <laughs> it's I just hey, I he loved was her. no snitch either. No, he no. didn't rat anybody out. He kept the whole the whole secret Skywalker family secret from uh, Luke. That's Every, right. Yeah, he didn't never say told nothing. Anybody and nope. just sat there after everybody revealed it. Like, like I told you. whistle noises. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. You know, the, this is uh, the new Lego Star Wars game just came out. Oh, right? great, great game! And <laughs> actually, the only because you know most humans could uh, understand him, but like our Anakin especially could. Anakin is the only character in that game that can communicate with droids. Yes, that is a yeah. good point. I thought that was a really cool thing. I was like, neat. that is a cool. Luke can't. He just talks to him and just whatever. Yeah. It's like talking to a dog. They just they just look at you and they make noises, but you don't know what they mean. Yeah. And This one he can. Yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. That's a good point. I just noticed that. I was like, oh, wait, I don't need to turn into C-3PO to talk to a <laughs> droid about this. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm gonna, mine's going to be the... Um, the the droid that gave birth to Luke and Leia at the moon thing. Oh. So it, all, all you hear is like, Uba. 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 <laughs> We're losing her. <laughs> so calm. That's all, so calm. That's the only thing you hear. All of her vitals are good, but we're losing her. <laughs> Uba. Uba. <laughs> and then she just picks out the baby. Leia. <laughs> Luke. She had those names all ready to go. <laughs> like she's seen the original trilogy. I know what my kids' names are going to be. <laughs> no consulting of the dad. No. Nothing, just just whatever. Deadbeat dad. Yeah. The deadbeat dad. <laughs> hey, Is Darth Vader the ultimate deadbeat dad? No, because no, he, he ended up saving him. Yeah, no, I think the true. ultimate deadbeat dad. He only There's a couple of them when they became famous. That's true. That is fair. <laughs> that is true. I think maybe the ultimate Debbie Dad might be the one from Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, that I was for, a deep episode. That was a, that was I, a deep episode. I remember that one. Ends with just yeah. Uncle Phil giving the big hug. Giving the big hug. It was a completely real off-script scene that they just they just went through. It was great. It was great. I agree. And now Will Smith is in a relationship with a woman that openly commits adultery against him. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Wait, hold on, hold on. Entanglements. She has entanglements. Okay. They're Listen. not it's not it's not adultery. She called them entanglements, which makes it okay. Listen. He's <laughs> 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 gonna kick open the door or something. <laughs> Matt, you've met my wife Vicky. Yes, she's a wonderful lady. If if I ever said, Hey Vicky, do you mind if I get into an entanglement? Or Vicky, I had an entanglement, not that I ever would, with another woman. 
I'm pretty sure I'd be sleeping on that couch at least for a couple weeks. It's not comfortable. I'll put you on. That, I'll put you on that couch though. Yeah, she'd probably be mad because there is no way any married person ever should be like, "Uh, hon, do you mind if I have an entanglement?" That's it, what, it's just an entanglement. That's what a lot of those celebs do, though. It's so weird. They stay together for all the wrong reasons. Yes, they stay together for all of the wrong reasons. I agree. Like, look at Vince McMahon and, and, and his wife. Right, they're like that's the most sham wet marriage I've ever seen oh, in my yeah, life. Especially with all the sex, everything going on, and she's like, eh. they talk like they're like they're like old friends. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just companions. Yeah, she looks at the bank account. Okay, it's cool. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, as he does as well. Yeah. Yep. All right, I think we're gonna wrap things up. A little special guest there at the end You're with uh, Matt You're from the welcome. Two Point Conversion. Um. It, the last episode, last not last episode, sorry, last season, last year, of Super the Bowl, version. whatever the heck it is this year, is the end. So, and what better way to wrap up your series with a Bills Super Bowl championship? Oh man, I'm, <laughs> that episode will not come out if that's the thing. I was like, you know what, I'm done, guys. I'm like, enough. you know what, I got to do one more year. That would I, I got to yeah. do, <laughs> do one more year. My wife would kill me. I would be sleeping. <laughs> I would be sleeping on that couch. We'd if, be roommates. We'd be roommates after my yes. entanglement. Yes. <laughs> I'll bring the potter. I'll bring the potter around for you to get cereal in because you don't like bowls. That's Perfect. right. <laughs> Couches, cereal. What else do you need? Ghosts. <laughs> no, they're present here, and we have a we, so we'll be all right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, on um, Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. Make sure you check out. Um, our episodes to the two point conversion and all the episodes at the podcast precinct um, for Matt Keo, for Matt Johnson and myself, Coach Larry. We hope you guys come back next week for another exciting episode of stories from the sidelines.